Hey everyone and welcome to Almost Cancelled. I am Peter. That is not Connor. That is Tara. <laughs> we, we are going to talk about Big Little Lies, season two, episode seven. It is the season finale. It's called I Want to Know. And Tara, I want to know how much you like this episode, and I'll find out in a minute. But uh, full spoilers, yeah. as always. And <laughs> so it's the finale, and I, there is a moment there where I hesitated, and I, I knew I was about to say the wrong name, which is why there was the pause. But I just I went with it. It's fine. We're here. Um, that is Peter, and that is not Connor. <laughs> it's not Connor. It's uh, yeah. it's, not it's Connor Tara. is still correct. Uh, that, that technically, it's true. It, it's a bit more vague. It's not as specific mm-hmm. as it is typically. I like to do. Yeah, and it still kind of comes off as mean when you say it. <laughs> to you or Connor? <laughs> to Connor. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Excellent. I don't even mean that, but I'll take it. I'll take it as the as a as an effect. Um, All right. Yeah, I would like to apologize, though. I mean, I want to make this very public apology right now that I, in any way, shape, or form, would mistake you for Connor. <laughs> I've basically. Oh, we both have really great hair. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. <laughs> now who's been insulted? Thank you very much. So much volume. <laughs> well, okay. All right. Well, that's my emasculation for the day done. Uh, what did you think of the, uh, the Big Little Lies finale? Uh, the finale is good. I think it's pretty good. Mm. Yep. It's uh, it's satisfying. Um, I think I have some issues with the season overall, but for the most part, you know, I was worried about how they would bring these characters back for another story in season two after season one felt like such a great wrap up. And after the finale, I'm like, well, I guess they did it because I was interested the whole time. I, I liked seeing these characters again. And uh, yeah, pretty successful finale. What about you? For the audio people, I wheeled away there to go let a cat out and Tara was left on her own. And I just want to compliment her for not even hesitating or stuttering once. The first time I did that on a recording on a show, she just panicked and yelled for me to come back because she was scared. And I just want to... I just I know, want to and co- you left it in, you son of a bitch. You're supposed <laughs> to edit it out. <laughs> and I want to commend... I want to just commend how flawless that was. There was not even a moment where you were like, oh my god, he's away. You just went with it. It's, that was beautiful. It was... <laughs> I'm so proud. I'm proud of you. You've come a long way. Yeah. Um, no, I mostly liked it as well. Uh, the the courtroom stuff was was pretty next level. Um, I, I think. Yeah, but there's no red and blue cards. You know. There's, there's not. No, there's not. Explain. It's hard for me to follow along. Like. Yeah. The red cards is why Celeste shouldn't <laughs> get her kids. The blue cards are why she should. <laughs> Do you know what the fact is? Is they would have been shooting this, you know, long before Chernobyl aired, right? So. But nothing would have pleased me more if they'd somehow accidentally ended up with a similar visual of Celeste pulling out red and blue cards and talking about <laughs> the pros and cons and, you know, like, the, the blue cards are, are my parenting skills, the red cards are Mary Louise's parenting skills. Um, yeah, let's see how deep yeah. we can go. For a second you see, like, mostly red cards and then it all turns blue. <laughs> Thank goodness. <laughs> It so catastrophe. I know. Um, so, yeah, like her questioning Mary Louise, I think for a lot of people and myself included here, is the highlight probably of the episode. Mm. Um, there's a lot of obviously good scenes, a lot of good beats, but I think this is the scene that really sticks out more than anything. Um, yeah. And it's and I've been saying this all season, but her plot, like uh, Celeste's plot with Mary Louise, is the main plot of the show, and everything else oh, yeah, is definitely. a subplot. And you can That's tell how you get Meryl Streep. Yeah, and you can tell that in this episode, especially because it's the finale, and most of the characters' plots are wrapped up in like maybe two scenes. They get like one or two scenes each to have their mm-hmm. plots wrapped up. Everything else is to do with the court case. Um, Bonnie gets a little bit more, but Renata, Madeline, and Jane get about two scenes each of their own plot, which wraps yeah. up. and they're good. They're good scenes, but the main event here is definitely Celeste. So, although the my favorite scene between them wasn't in the courtroom it was the scene in between the courtroom when they were just at her house oh we'll get to that we'll tackle this yeah plot. and i'm kind of jumping but like yeah. so so we have <laughs> this the two of them, yeah, yeah we have this scene in the, in, the, in the hearing where celeste is and I, I like how awkward mary louise is when she's even like been sworn in and she sort of sits down she sort of like is standing kind of sideways and then kind of has to look for the chair and there's just there's a lot of body language going on that, that i appreciate and the performance 
but she, you know she stands up and she starts asking about her parents she goes, oh hey foxy uh Tara's dog just walked behind her. Um, I have to remember that some people only listen to this show, so I have to, you know, point it out for the audio list. I don't want them to feel left out. Um, yeah, it's my doggy. So, so she stands up and she she immediately starts like questioning. And there's a little like, moment where she's like clearly thinking about the incident where her son died, uh, as as you know, in the car, the car accident. Um, yeah. And I think what's notable about this, and I actually seen a visual of it, is that the idea of a parent in the front driving or specifically a mother in the front driving of a, a car and then the kids in the back seat has been such a constant visual in the opening titles of this show both seasons uh when we first met a lot of the characters in season one they were doing that uh yeah celeste when she no, the kids were in the back seat but celeste crashing her car when she was under the influence and every time we see madeline and celeste together they're always in the car talking like that's just like their safe house. Yeah, it, it's very much like a, a very cr- in your face and not not a very elegant metaphor. But the idea of like the mothers being the driving seat while the kids are just kind of along for the ride, you know, in their you know in this part of their life. Um, Good you. Yeah, try something. <laughs> just just wait until I get Ed Ed's boxing scene. Just you wait. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Full breakdown and analysis. Oh, what oh. a freeze frame! Beautiful. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, she, you know, she, she immediately it. starts asking me Louise about, you know, like you raised your boys, you were a mother, you, you and oh, first again, um, you were a mother, and you know, like she she asks her mm-hmm. about this accident and this happened, and she sort of says, yes, you know, this 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 happened, and. You know, this must have been horrifying for you losing a child, horrifying for Perry. Um, and she's like, "Oh, did you did you love him? Did you caress him? Did you comfort him? Did you hug him? Did you you know do do all these things?" And she's like, "Yes, all of the above, all of the above." And she's you know being really. And we we've already seen the little flashback when when Celeste was thinking about it, of her initial thing was at the scene of the death of her his brother. She's like, "Look at what made you you made me do. Look at what you made yeah. me do. Look um, at why were you trying to distract me?" And yeah. yeah uh and she's like, all of the above and then she's like did you ever blame him and she's like nope you know she does that little like, head <laughs> yeah. moment and yeah full-blown lie right there and yeah. i think everybody could see right through it yeah and she's like so you never never blamed him never said it was his fault never said he was distracting you why were you distracting me? you never said anything like that so like, absolutely not I, I did not so if perry had said that to me he would be lying you know, and you know, very much like director, and you can see you can see the emotion still in the scene. And if I have any complaints with this scene, is that it does kind of feel like, okay, we've argued that she should be allowed to do this because she's a, she has a lawyer and she she has passed the bar exam and she is qualified. But mm-hmm. uh, there's several points when they start arguing in the middle of the scene where it stops to, it stops feeling like a, a lawyer, you know, questioning someone on, on the stand. Yeah, and, a little bit. I think they yeah. have some dramatic license here to yeah. like. Say yeah, this would be acceptable in a courtroom. Like, yeah, no, probably not. No, no way. That that <laughs> judge would be like smacking the hammer down. Like, yeah, <laughs> you know. Um, but you no, know, she she goes honestly line of questioning, and then she says, you know, Perry's this way, and you made him this way. You 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 mm-hmm. you you say that I'm unfit mother, but you you know got one of your children died. You know, she she, she basically starts going because I think we said this back in like episode two when we first like started you know hearing about this incident. Yeah, um, I think so too. Uh, but she she goes down that path. She starts talking about you know you let someone die, you let a kid die, um, you blame the other son, and then of course the the, the conversation turns into well, did you abuse Perry? Did you ever hit him? you know because and she even addresses the the judge like hey as you know like you know often abuse abusers are often victims of abuse themselves um, yeah and i don't necessarily we, we see no evidence to think that she ever she did physically hit him we, you know, we've been talking all season about her emotional abuse as opposed to physical abuse um, yeah i'm sure it's enough yeah and yeah i imagine it would be and she you know she gets very defensive she's she's crying but she, and the judge is like no you you have to answer these questions these are these are very relevant the whole point of this is that we're questioning if you're fit to be a guardian just like you're questioning celeste if she's been a guardian and it gets to the point where you know she, she flat out says um you know you're lying you're making this up uh my son is not this you know this this thing that you know i'm hearing about my son like no you had these six these these sex perverted games and he he is this way because you're into this and you're 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 this demented sex fiend 
and then Celeste like turns around, and I, you know, I felt bad for for Jane here, but at the same time, like I understand why she's doing. It. I th- I'm sure Jane understands as well. But she turns around and says, "Is this woman lying? Is Jane lying about being raped? Is that what you're yeah. saying?" And she's like, "She's mistaken. She's mistaken." And Celeste quite rightly says, "Oh yeah, because that's a confusing thing that women get confused about. You know, am I being yeah, raped right. or not?" Um, and she's like, <laughs> "No, she, he, he probably just confused. Maybe got because because she almost says violent. I love this moment in the acting here. Yeah, she, really great choice, I think too, where she almost says the word violent and then changes says, it to something else. Yeah, like, she says, uh, like you know, you know, I believe he got va- he got physical. You know, physical, yeah. Just the physical because physical can mean intimate also. Yeah, uh, because he thinks that's what women want because of you. She turns it around and blames it on Celeste, and you know, you, you're feeling very sick. Here. Not a good look." but you feel very sick here because she she, again she's doing the victim blaming she's doing what she's done but there is like a layer to it in this scene where you can see her crumbling i I kind of joked last week about uh you can't handle the truth uh, kind of coming up yeah and this is kind of that (laughs) moment where where she's she's kind of showing herself to everyone even though like she's saying all these horrible things i don't think there's anyone in the room that really believes her right now she's just kind of losing credibility with every sentence yeah so yeah, That's... it's not a good look to blame the victims, and she's really doing it a lot here. And uh, I think the big reveal is at, right after this moment, uh, Celeste plays a video that she found on her son's iPod earlier, or iPad. Yeah, which uh, I'm a little mixed on, just in the sense that I do think there is a kind of a convenient TV thing that she finds this piece of evidence, like the morning sure, or night I don't before mind the case. That. The thing that kind of bothers me is that you can't like surprise a witness with a video. Like, doesn't it all have to be submitted beforehand and reviewed by both parties before they can just? It's not like, oh yeah, we'll explain this. I, and- <laughs> I see. I think you're right. I wonder though if that's not a role in a because this is not a court case. This is not like this. This is oh, a maybe. hearing for custody. This is not like a a, a a criminal court case, right? Um, yeah, I I guess so. Um, so you, you you may be right though. I'm not saying you're definitely wrong. I'm just I'm just theorizing that maybe that's the difference. It was super emotional though to watch it like. It just reminds you of everything she went through in season one and the ride you went through with her. Just that emotion of watching a woman be abused is just so, it was so hard. Like it, you knew right away that this is not, this is not sex, you know, this oh, is yeah. violence and terrifying and so embarrassing for her. And- I think my, my 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 favorite moment of this scene obviously me release freaking out at it and like you know crying as she's watching it and not being able to accept it and having to witness this horrible truth and she doesn't yeah. really learn much because later on she still kind of tries to twist it into oh you're all equally to blame you you know kind of thing <laughs> you can't confuse what you're watching yeah. though uh, my favorite part of it though is actually the reaction of uh, madeline and jane and you know the the, the rest yeah. of the group sitting in the in the stands i think madeline's seeing this and you know obviously it's punctuated after the scene where they're in the car and madeline's like crying her eyes out saying i'm sorry i didn't know that i couldn't tell and she's like i never told you yeah. i should have told you but she's like no i should have sensed something you're my best friend i should have could tell you were going through something well in season one wasn't she like envious of yeah their sex life and and her relationship like she idolized them she didn't know that this is was going on. Which I think almost also ties into Madeline's plot, where like sh- she thought she wanted this more exciting sex life, but then it's like what she was idolizing has turned out to be this horrible thing that she didn't understand, and yeah. all of a sudden it's like, oh, maybe I didn't really like I didn't know what I was wanting, <laughs> like I didn't understand it. Um, and that's to say there isn't a more passionate sex life in between her and Ed and Celeste and Perry that sure. is healthy because there is, but like I think in the context of the, the themes of the show, uh, my other part I loved of this scene is when. She's like, oh, you believe me to be an unfit mother and that the, the children are in some kind of danger. Did you report this to child services? Yeah. No. It's, and do you know what it is? I love about this. It's the exact same argument. Why she? Why didn't she tell someone about Perry? Well, why didn't you tell someone about the children being in danger? Did you report it to anyone? Did you tell anyone? And even though it never goes down this path, I think the purpose of that, that line of questioning is to show that it's kind of vindictive. That she does. It's not just about caring for the kids because if she cared about just about the kids, she would have told people before going to a lawyer and trying to steal them. But she didn't. Yeah. She 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 wanted to lunge this on her, surprise her with this 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 you know legal hearing, mm-hmm. and it's kind of showing her real intentions, which we we've been obviously talking about for episodes. But um, I like that. I was surprised that the court case wasn't more about what happened to Perry's death. I thought that 
I, I sort of always mm. thought that that was Mary Louise's angle was to just find out what happened that night. And it didn't go down that path at all. Uh, I mean, she kind of brought it up in the last episode saying, um, you know, accusing her of killing her son, but without any proof. And uh, they really didn't bring it up at all. So I was just kind of surprised by that because uh, I thought that they were leading with that from the beginning. Yeah, they really, they really didn't. Um, I, I've got some thoughts on that, but I think we'll save that for the ending though, because the ending really ties into, uh, okay, all, all, yeah, all, yeah. all, all, all yeah, the death stuff. Um, just sticking with uh, Celeste and Marilise, who's the other scene you wanted to talk about? Uh, where Celeste is with the boys and they're playing games. Even before Marilise shows up, there's a neat little moment again where they're asking about her day in court. Did it go well? And she's like, "Oh yeah, I mean, I think it did go well." It's like, "Oh, you're a superhero," and she's joking about being Wonder Woman and blah blah blah. Yeah. Uh, and say, oh, did you beat her up? It's like, no. And what struck me about this line is that this actually would be a fairly innocent line from a kid usually, right? If, if, sure. if, a, if a kid's talking about superheroes and comparing their parents, and I can I can see the parent just being like, yeah, I beat them up. I beat them up real good, you know, in, in a jokey way, and it would be fine. But obviously because but she of the... knows that they've seen yeah. what beat, what it looks like, you know, because she's seen the what's on their, the videos that they've taken of her. Yeah. At least I... one video. My cat, not the camera, <laughs> out of place. Um, so I um like I you know that was a neat little touch, and then Mary Lee shows up, and Celestes are coming in, like sort of like gets her at the door, and doesn't let her in to see the boys. And Mary Lee's like, "Why are you lying? Why are you lying about me? Um, why why are you lying about you know what I've done and what I did? I never, and I be- I actually kind of believe her that she never did physically hit Perry. I, I believe that. Um, yeah, but." Uh, I don't believe that she didn't blame him. I don't believe that she didn't, you know, uh, abuse him. And, you know, it kind of leads into what she says later on uh, when she makes her statement, her kind of final statement before the, the judgment's given, is that she says, it's one thing to ask me to, you know, give up my boys because you think they're they're endangered and I'm unfit to be a mother right now. It's another yeah. thing to ask them to go to her. Um, right. I This scene was really really powerful because i think celeste has probably her best line in either of the two seasons when she tells her like you lost your two kids don't try to take mine like it really struck me when she said it yeah because i think part part of it is that she wants to replace her sons she wants to yeah have a second go around um yeah and you can see like mary louise is really tormented by it and she's trying to blame everything but herself you know, she doesn't see herself as the problem. She just sees other women as in her way or something. Yeah. I don't know. Like, it's a really, really strong performance from both of them. Not that you would ever think otherwise <laughs> <laughs> by well, the casting. And I think that loses in neatly to the scene uh, where, the, you know, they, they make their final statements. Because one of the parts that, again, really stuck out to me is Celeste really kind of points out that, you know, like she doesn't admit that she's that she's wrong that she was abusive necessarily but she she fly out says you know you're saying you know, you just said in your statement Mary Louise that you didn't know you had no idea Perry was this way and that's part of the problem is you had no idea your son was this person um, yeah. and I think with Celeste what we've seen this season is that she's paying very close attention to who her sons are and like point you know and catching things that she knows she needs to fix and she knows she needs right. to tell, explain things to them and tell you know teach them uh, and, and get them on a better moral standing um, and it, it, when she looks at her boys after she says that, you get the feeling that no, I know my sons have problems, and I am going to address them and do what I can to make them work. And clearly, you ignored them, or you, you know, you were emotionally abusive about it, and you, you had no idea. You just lived in this bubble where you thought they were, you know, Perry wasn't this way, and that was right. the problem. Um, so uh, I, I really like that touch. That was, that was really good. Um, great. It was a great scene. A great. I mean, the courtroom <laughs> stuff is definitely the the highlight of the episodes. Absolutely, absolutely, and you know the, the the judge gives her gives her statement, and she says, "Hey, like these boys have been through a lot. It's going to take a lot to heal, and I'm not going to make that worse by taking them away from their mother." Um, and you know, so so it's kind of the happy ending here to to a point, but I think the big yeah, moment... and it's nice that that it was Celeste, you know, because she had doubts in her lawyer that she had, even though she mm. was the best, like at least the best that she can get, and it was nice that. Celeste got to win her own children back by being the thing that she was great at before. Yeah, by being yeah. Her, a lawyer again, you know, the, the thing that made her independent, the thing that made her Celeste, yeah. as opposed to yeah. Um, but I think the really big moment here is that afterwards, she she asked the, both of them to go and hug their grandmother, 
and it's kind of this yeah. like I'm not going to be vindictive about this because and I, and I think it's it's less to do with her wanting to be a better person I think it's more to do with teaching the boys to not hold grudges and to have compassion yeah and letting her know that she's still going to be a grandma to the boys yeah. even though she's not going to be I mean clearly her and Celeste are not going to have a relationship after this but she's not <laughs> going to keep the boys from her also yeah, but I think it's a valuable lesson for them that it's not this like, oh, I hate her now, so I'm going to be, you know, like, no, go yeah. and go and hug her, go and like, all, you know, offer an olive branch. She's not a super villain. Yeah, yeah. she's your grandma. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, she's a heavily flawed person, but she's still a person, and we will, yeah. you know, try and deal with that properly. So, uh, no, really great stuff. Um, you know, um, and you know, I think it's interesting. She's still like kissing the video of Perry. You know, at the end, she's not like completely over yeah. everything. I. I kind of like that, you know. She still has her her crutches, her her demons that she's not she's not going to give up probably forever. It's just something that she's she's still there's parts of Perry that she's always going to love, and she's just going to hold on to those parts. And I think that's okay. Yeah, and I, I can't even claim to understand it uh, remotely, but. Um... I do like that it's not a neat bow. It's not like, oh, she's completely healthy and fine now and it's like nothing ever happened. Yeah. Um, she's over it. She's conquered everything. Yeah, yeah. No, clearly not. It shouldn't be It shouldn't be that neat. It really shouldn't be. Um, so speaking of wrapping things up in a bow, or lack thereof, let's go to Madeline and Ed, um, <laughs> where the, the kids are kind of like, you know, worried, you know, at least, I mean, Abby, or Abby isn't, but uh, Chloe is. Um, or at least Abby's put on a brave front for her sister so that she's not scared herself. Um, yeah. But Ed's been doing a lot of punching. He's, he's out with his boxing gloves on, he's hitting the bag. Uh, and Madeline actually literally just says it at one point when he comes in, uh, is that is that me? Is, is, is the bag me? <laughs> <laughs> and he's not. But the symbolism that I wanted to point out in this scene when you were cracking jokes at me for uh, pointing out symbolism earlier... Uh, is actually the idea that this scene where he they kind of make up and he you know she thinks it's going very badly because of what he's saying and ultimately what he's, he gets to is I want to renew our vows and make promises again knowing who we are now because because he, he says how they've changed so much since they got married yeah and they didn't understand that got me, like emotionally <laughs> yeah they, they didn't understand what they were getting into at the time but now they know who each other are now they can make new promises based on who they are and you know with experience um. But the symbolism here is it's really simple. This is not I don't want points for this from anyone, but he's literally taking off his boxing gloves when he's ready to make up. Like, you know, he's ready to stop fighting. It's, <laughs> it's you know, it's it's as clear as day. But it's there. Maybe he was just done with boxing. <laughs> Nothing is coincidental in writing, Tara. <laughs> Everything has meaning. Well, good writing does it anyway. I mean I'm not okay. I'm, I'm not, okay. I'm not. I'm not saying uh, Robo Vampire, which is a movie we recently did uh, on the Atomic Cinema Experiment for the bonus episode, <laughs> uh, has has meaning in its writing. Um, actually, you know what? That movie's so crazy. I can almost imagine someone's on LSD somewhere actually thinking it does have meaning. Like the writer did. Put it's definitely in two there. movies merged into one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> By the way, if you think it's a movie about robots and vampires, and those are the two films, no, it's a kung fu movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's a kung fu well one of them's a kung fu movie and the other one's uh, a hostage oh, it's action like this mercenary mission yeah. to save yeah some damsel in distress yeah it's very strange it's a very strange movie <laughs> uh get that on patreon.com slash tv for one dollar per month another <laughs> um so watch our entire library of ace bonus episodes i think there's three <laughs> there's, there's three now yeah and there's three there's actually gonna be a fourth streams one or is it a fifth streams one are we on a fifth one i think we're on a fifth one now there's a fifth one coming yeah. this week we just recorded that yesterday and that is also a doozy um but yeah so so madeline and ed renew your vows and we get to see them on the beach and they have abby act as the 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 official i suppose <laughs> we'll call it um you know, it doesn't have to be like a real, you know. Yeah. Thing. It, well, she has this little moment, or Madeline has this little moment where she goes, "Oh, this is so wonderful, and we'll make it the perfect wedding, and it'll be like mm. we'll have it on the beach with tents, and all our friends will be there." And then Ed's like, "No, no, no, this oh. is private. This yeah. is just for us, for our family, to not exactly have a restart, but like know who we are now and where we can go from here, and say, okay, this is who we are." now we're going to do this for real. <laughs> and it's really, it's, it's really sweet and really like totally in character, I think for, for Ed. And 
it's just a great yeah great moment notice how i didn't mention the booby lady coming coming after him in this scene yeah i knew he wouldn't yeah actually you were talking about how it's not like a complete restart there i just realized that if i was in this situation and i was being a total dark about it i'd be like i want a soft reboot or marriage (laughs) i want a soft reboot (laughs) the continuity is still intact but we're kind of restarting at the same time you know (laughs) we're like we're like x-men first class (laughs) (laughs) but if we're really lucky we'll be the batman begins of, of marriages that's what I'm hoping for. <laughs> Good luck, Ed and Madeline. That would be something Ben Wyatt would say, wouldn't it? It is something Ben would say, yeah. I, I have I have a visual right now of Ben standing in that Batman outfit, you know, for parts of the <laughs> During the vows. Yeah. Uh, He'll never be able to break away from that character. Uh, yeah. You know, treat yourself. Anyway, uh, so... <laughs> Yeah, let's go to Renata and Gordon, um, who essentially just has one. I mean, she, well, she has the scene where she's like getting angry at the uh, the the clerk in the the coffee shop, but right, uh, which actually has a fantastic because she runs out of Mary Louise, and Mary Louise kind of gives her shit again for being like a, a working mother, and she's like, judgey, ju- ju- no, judging Juddy, <laughs> you judging judgy person. I know. She's just so flustered and angry and then walks away without getting her drink. Oops. And then Mary Louise awkwardly says, I'll take it because we're going to the same place. <laughs> Which yeah. is true. Because <laughs> She says it to the Starbucks guy. <laughs> we're both going I'll to the just, same place. We're going to the same place anyway. Like, <laughs> I deal with this all the time. <laughs> I was almost disappointed we didn't get a scene of her at the, the, the courthouse handing her a coffee being like, hey, you left this I wonder bucket. if we see Renata like holding it though. <laughs> Oh, maybe, yeah. I have to go back and check. Yeah, that's a good, 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 good question. Good question. But our one big scene is she comes home and she she hears some choo choos from in the distance. She's like, "Well, first she's like standing in her empty room, yes, looking at her empty house, like yeah. just standing there in silence, breathing." Like, I th- I mean, I what think have what, I gotten myself into? Even more importantly, like, I mean, I think Room's underselling it. She's on her balcony. The house she's having to sell and get rid of. She's on her... Like, how many people have a balcony over their, their living room? Not many, right? Yeah. Rich people have this. Yeah, <laughs> everything's like, gone. Everything's Everything gone, she's empty. ever worked for is just an empty shell of a home. And then she hears the sound of, you know, what Tara used to hear at her old place. Uh, just trains <laughs> in the distance. And she's very confused. Yeah. She, and she comes out of Gordon's playroom and it's like, what the hell? Why is all this still here? And he gets everything the, is there. Yeah, he gets, all of his toys are there. Every single one. Every single one. <laughs> and he gets this smell. And she's like, oh, good news! I sold all this today. And for a split second, she has this sort of relief where she's like, oh, okay, so you're just kind of saying goodbye. Okay, I'll accept that and move on. I won't. I won't make a fuss. Okay. Yeah. And then he's like, so the good news is, is that you know, so so this so and so collector bought it. But the best part is, is we get to keep it. And she's like, what? Well, he's a collector. He just cares that it's cared for. Like he doesn't mind. So, so I get to keep it all, and you know, he still paid yeah. for it. You know, we made all this money, and all I could think was, she has lost everything, yeah. everything, and he gets everything. to keep all his toys, and all of his toys. <laughs> I think you, knew, yeah, I think at this point you always knew where this scene was ending. Yeah. There was no way in hell she wasn't. Once wrecking. you saw that rack full of baseball bats on the wall, <laughs> get him. Right? Him right now. <laughs> that said, that said, he does make it worse before she even does that because she she's endless. I've lost everything. She's like, I, you know, she lost everything that he's done, and then she finishes it with, "And you were effing the the the, the nanny all this time." And then he, you know, he's getting annoyed at this point that she's because because when she starts this little rant, he's like, "Oh, here we go again." Like you know, he's like he's yeah. he's over hearing her complain about this. I mean, but like, he's he's lost nothing. Like, what has he lost from this other than Renata yelling at him? And maybe lost some no, no. trust. Like he's lost nothing. For he, the record, he's getting out basically scot free. For all the ladies watching this, I want just everyone to know I am not siding with Gordon. <laughs> I'm just making oh, no, that no, perfectly no. clear. I'm just like venting. Like, right. I'm with Renata. But he, he has he has this this line where he says, "Well, she's not around anymore, so I have to play with something." And it's it's like you feel the Even chill. Even when you said it right now, I just got so mad. <laughs> I saw it in your face. I I saw I saw a look. That is a look I hope to never incur uh, outside of this context. <laughs> How fucking dare you! 
right? And Joe, you know I love about it is she wants to get the bat, and before he's even noticed she's getting the bat, and he's still looking down playing with his train, he's like, you know what? That was too much. I, I may have crossed the line with that I last know. sentence. <laughs> 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 and then the train comes in, oh, sorry, the, the bat comes in, and she's just, it's a very cathartic scene. It's like her finally just like taking dominance with Garden uh, yep. in, the, in the scene, so. Uh, yeah, she smashes everything. She actually hits him too on accident. <laughs> yeah, she has him in the chest. Um, like the way she kind of gets shocked after she does it for a second, I thought, wait, did she just accidentally kill him by hitting him too hard in the heart or something? <laughs> like, what just happened? Yeah, she's gonna Houdini him. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, so so that's her big final climatic scene uh, of her own plot, um, and it's satisfying. I, I can't can't yeah. fault it. Uh, Jane um, has a really weird scene with Ziggy. Where Ziggy's basically saying, Mom, have sex with this guy. This guy's great. <laughs> have sex with him. I think, you know, the boy who plays Ziggy has been really great mm-hmm. in this whole series. And he's so cute and he's so adorable. And, like, he's he's a great child actor. But I don't think this scene lends very well. Maybe it's the writing. Like, it's not very good. It's just such an awkward conversation to have with your mom. Like, I feel like... Especially at that age. There's a version of this scene where he's where he, she's basically getting from her son that he wants her to be happy and that she should feel okay to do it, right? Like, and that's a fine point to get. And I think you could have had that without him saying the line, I want you to be with him, mom. Yeah. And he may not realize <laughs> that sounds like, I want you to have sex with him. But we uh, do. I, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It was okay. It like came, it kind of came off as weird. I'm glad she just like changed the subject and started rolling around in the sand. <laughs> I, I'm just saying, Jane's getting dating advice from her from her six year old. I'm just that is what this scene was. Yeah, that's very like Hollywood movie, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. Um, so that that kind of stuck out to me. But uh, so later on, she's at at work and he comes up just after his shift or before his shift, whatever. He's you know he's not in work clothes yet or anymore, mm-hmm. and. They start talking, and he's basically like, hey, no, this, and she's like, no, you shouldn't have to deal with me, like, you should be out having fun, and he's like, what's fun, getting drunk and meeting someone I don't care about, like, like, yeah. this, this is good, no, nothing's perfect, and this is good, so. Yeah, it was a really sweet moment, I really, um, I haven't really felt the chemistry between the two of them throughout the season, but mm. I, I like the scene with them a lot at the end, and I, he wasn't my favorite character in the show just because uh, I think the writers sort of used him as a tool to like that one episode that ended with him coming out of the police station. Like, Ooh, can he be trusted? Is yeah, he a that, cop? That, that's and then the next episode bit. opens up. We're like, no, he's just a normal guy. Like, yeah. That, that did, <laughs> that did sully him a little bit. I think at uh, that moment, I, I think mean, so too. it kind of hurt the character and it's not any fault of his own. He's a fine actor. And uh, I just, I don't know if I bought all the chemistry between them. I think I think the problem with Jane's plot this episode, um, or this season rather, not the episode, the season, is that as much as it should be kind of like a, a an emotional journey, her kind of trying to open herself up again to like being with someone and how why that's hard for her and, and everything that comes along with that, I think it does have this kind of feeling of going through the motions because it's just exactly the beats yeah. you expect from it. Like, oh, she's struggling, she doesn't sure. want to, now, but now she does because she's had this heart-to-heart with him and her son, like... I mean, I guess since I think Jane's the last one we have to cover. Well, we haven't done Bonnie yet. I haven't done Bonnie, yeah. Yeah, so I'll, I'll, I'll hold my thoughts. But I I, I do, I, I guess her her story finished at the end of season one, you know? Mm-hmm. Really, that was her journey. And was trying to get over what happened with Siggy and with Siggy's dad. And like, she just, she literally killed him, so... <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, 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 you're yeah. right. It is the natural progression. There's not a whole lot of story, I guess, to it. Yeah, it just it plays I out exactly. This could have been like a movie. Yeah, like, it, you know how Deadwood came out with the, with that like two and a half hour movie to wrap sure. up what happened with the characters. I think some of these characters didn't need to have a continuation. But I love the stuff with Celeste, and and um, Mary Louise. Oh yeah, no. I think, I think the ones that kind of struggle, Jane struggles the most. I think out of the five, uh, Renata is an interesting one because she gets more to do this season and she's pretty entertaining. So that stuff. She is out. so fun and she's definitely my favorite. But her story can be completely cut. It, like, it could her, be. Her story yeah. is just remember when she was rich. Now she's not. Yeah, like, like it has no bearing on the actual main plot of the the season. Um, 
Right, Madeline, because the affair wasn't settled in season one, did have some more to deal yeah. with. And there was oh, I some... totally agree. I, I liked having a, that storyline, and I liked the way it wrapped up. Because because there lot. was genuine, like, well, will it work out? You know, now that he knows, what will they stay together? Will he break up with her? Will he do something yeah. rash, like sleep with booby lady? Like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> there's stuff there. And, like the middle of Beavis and Butthead laugh right there. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this is uh, terrible all i have to do is like, mention booby lady on this show and you get giggling we did a movie review that's not went up yet but literally i could just say the word butthole and tara started giggling like a five-year-old every single time god yeah it's a <laughs> captive state watch captive state <laughs> <laughs> or or not as the review might indicate uh once you actually see it uh, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you just want them to have context. You just like, you know what this butthole thing comes from. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Can you blame me? <laughs> <laughs> so no, and I think um so I think Madeline and Celeste stories do have to continue. I think uh Jane doesn't and kinda feels it. Renata doesn't but is entertaining enough where we don't really care. Yeah. Um Bonnie should be more interesting. <laughs> But it feels pretty forced. It, no, I agree. I I think my biggest problem with this uh, season, and this leads us to the final kind of section of the, the episode, but obviously we have to go through Bonnie's plot as well. So I'll just briefly mention, Bonnie has like a weird scene where we think she might kill her mother because they keep teasing it with the pillow. So is she going to snuff her? Is she going to snuff her? Uh, but she actually just lies next to her and she tells her she loves her. And that's like the first time she said it since she was a kid because she's been such a horrible mother. Um, yeah and then her mother wakes up and then she has another stroke although maybe bonnie did kill her like <laughs> i i i'm inclined to believe it was just another stroke i i almost feel like it wants to go down this like this the show wants us to think that there is just like no she stayed alive just enough to hear this truth from her daughter and then died like i think that's what they're going with in terms of emotion which i don't necessarily like but <laughs> I think that's what I don't doing. know. There's something in the performance of her that I thought maybe of of Bonnie that I thought maybe she did. Well, like, no, although that would be it would go against what she does for because the whole episode for her, other than that, would be that she's finally been honest, sense, right? Yeah. Because the whole season has just been like, I have this lie where I killed somebody and I'm holding on to it and it's torturing me. So if she does it again a second time, it doesn't make yeah. sense. Yeah, and because she, 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 she's honest with Nathan first, she's and I was like wondering where she was going with this exactly because she's like, Nathan, you're a great man and I, I know you're in love with me and you're a great father, um, but I have to be honest with you, I'm not in love with you. I don't think I ever have been. <laughs> which I, I feel bad for him in this scene this, this is like there's an, no coming back from that statement <laughs> yeah that that is like soul crushingly bad and they've got a daughter together yeah. so it's not like you can just run and away now from zoe kravitz like yeah bummer and, <laughs> <laughs> you know like, like at least if they had, didn't have a kid together like i mean he would be miserable and like i'd feel sympathy for him but at least he could just go and never see her again and just get her out of his life but yeah he's gonna have to be reminded like he's now got two failed marriages at his time As, yeah assumingly i think although we can all presume that they probably are done in a weird way though it's like not that i think i believe in an eye for an eye necessarily but this is kind of what happened to madeline what he did to her where he's essentially going to be left with his daughter yeah that's true it's, it's assuming that uh, uh bonnie ends up going into like jail or something given the, the ending which she, she might maybe uh We'll find out in season three. Who knows? <laughs> huh? We'll find out in season three. Oh yeah. That's <laughs> so the one plot we have left is like, oh, do we actually get? It. Sorry. I don't but... want it. Like, I love these characters yeah. and I love the show. I, I have some issues with. Actually, frankly, I have issues with both seasons. It, but overall, I think they're like a great show. I, I mean, I think one's better than two by a margin. Well, one has all the 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 fight scenes, like. Yeah. yeah, but one, one stuff is so heavy. I mean, we get just a few seconds of it in this episode, and you're like, "Oh yeah, that feels like season one." The dread, uh, it's so yeah. awful. Well, the, one just has like, an, like all the plot. <laughs> like the problem with this yeah, season is that it has to like stretch out what some of the characters are doing to justify like having a second season. Um, and well, it's it's, be, it's actually quite successful, I think, for the most part. There are some some quibbles here. Yeah, because of the acting and the writing, I think, is really good. 
and for the most part i think the writing's good i think there's the odd little hurdle they they kind of stumble over but um like so this ending where bonnie is clearly deciding to turn herself in and nathan like knows by this point because nathan says let me drive you and like you know t- you know yeah. he, he knows what she's going to do um and she, she calls the others and instead of all like you know panicking they all come with her and go in together and that's the final shot of the, the episode is them all walking out of the police station together i think my, yeah. my major quibble with this season is that clearly they wanted this idea that this was eating away at them all all season but i don't necessarily buy that it was not all of them like there's a scene earlier on this episode where, where madeline says it's been eating at her to to uh, celeste I yeah i don't buy that renata would do it yeah, I, I don't buy Renata would do it. I don't really buy that Madeline's really... I've not got anything from her this season that feels like she has been feeling it. Um, what about Celeste after the trial? Like, It's kind of weird because before the trial, it was like, oh, they might take her kids away because of this. Um, But now the trial's over, it's like all gone home. And I'm like, they can still take them away. Like, they can still just turn around and say, hey, <laughs> this is maybe a reason why you shouldn't have kids um, because you lied to the police about a murder um you know um well, murder's actually kind of harsh i like, mean maybe since the trial's done that they can't do that unless somebody else tries to take the kids away which perhaps mary louise could do i mean she's going to be told what happened to yeah. her son yeah um so yeah there's some markings here so i think there is plot here to like take out of this particular part if you wanted to do a season three um do I want them to do a season three? Not necessarily. Even They'd though... be stretching it pretty thin. Yeah, two is a really <laughs> weird number, though. Like to, to end on, right? Like just having two seasons or something—it's a really weird number. It still does feel like a miniseries. It doesn't really feel like it a does. series, you know? Yeah, it does. Yeah, fourteen episodes. Um, it yeah. yeah. So I, I think that's my problem, and I, I don't think like when they all go in together at the end, I just I don't buy that all of them are actually at the point where they really need to get this off their chest. Um. But I mean, it does work thematically for the show as a whole. That ultimately, the ending of it is that they finally get rid of their one lie, like the one final lie that they have I think, left. I think it, I buy. You said you didn't really buy Madeline was in the right place. I, I kind of buy that she does, that she is in that right place though, because she's, you know, she wants to be truthful. She's starting over with her husband again, and I think that is something that she would have told him before she left to do to go to the police station that's a good that's a good point this is the thing i haven't told you yet and since we're you know nothing but truth now i i wish i wish they actually showed that not the whole scene i don't need her telling them everything i just like just one line of her saying just something like i have something to yeah ed i need to tell you something and like like that would be enough for me just to just to give me the idea that part of this is being honest with him and she has to be honest with him before she goes and says it to the police because you know their, their yeah. vows, <laughs> like their new I vows. That happened that we just didn't see it, but yeah, you're right. It would have been nice. I think like, it would have been nice. I think it would have been a big deal to see that, um, and we don't need to see it with Gordon because you know Renata owes him nothing. We don't, you know, Renata, Renata's done. Gordon's uh, done. Jane doesn't need to see see anything to anyone. He should just start dating someone. That's not, a, you know, it's not, it's not a his business really. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's, I mean, it's his business in the sense that he's going to realize that he's been dating someone who was involved in a murder, but <laughs> which is relevant in the long run. But it's not I mean, relevant. It is Ziggy's father, <laughs> and it is Ziggy's father. But it's not. It's not something that she needs to tell him before she goes and tells the police. Whereas I feel it with Ed. It's like, yeah, you know what? Yeah. Your whole thing with him is that you have not been honest. Like you have to be honest with him before. Yeah. Before this, so, uh, and same with same with Bonnie. Bonnie was honest with Nathan. Uh, soul crushingly honest. <laughs> damn <laughs> that sucks yep um but you know maybe maybe for her that's a realization that she doesn't want the household to be toxic because she is living a lie because it is a fabricated uh guys oh the cat's attacking got attacked by my cat <laughs> happens sometimes it happens sometimes but hey uh that is that's the season um that's season that's two it. big little lies um the series probably possibly yeah, I mean, they said it was the end, the end of the first season, and then they're like, "Hey, Meryl Streep wants to do a season, so we'll we'll do a season." Yeah, who would have to come on the show for a season three? Um, the Rock. Who? The Rock wants to be legalized. <laughs> oh, is, is this going to be Celeste, your husband? She 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 sees the Rock out in the street and he's like, "Oh, awesome, big muscly man. He could be a good father for my children." <laughs> <laughs> Now what I seen of the Rock and Mary Louise, where he just like, because <laughs> I, I, I know you were never into wrestling, but he was such a quick talker. 
and like he would always like just like talk people out of an argument and just kind of like yeah i don't i never watched yeah. his wrestling i i want to see him do his wrestling promo against against me give her the people's elbow give her the people's <laughs> elbow sure sure no no because no i mean that's, i i feel like that's poor taste in the show where the whole plot's been about uh, domestic abuse let's not have the rock drop an elbow on the elderly woman um, an emotional people's elbow an emotional okay. people's elbow give, give her the people's eyebrow for sure um <laughs> You knew what that was. <laughs> it's true. I, I do know those two things. Yes. And that he says, can you smell what The Rock is cooking? But that's yes. all I know. The first movie he ever did, uh, well, not the first movie he ever did, but the first movie where he was the lead, the main character, uh, his character's the back... The Rundown? Sorry? Was it The Rundown? The Rundown, yeah. Uh, uh, his, his character's backstory is that he was a chef, and that was purely because the joke was that his catchphrase was, can you smell what The Rock is cooking? <laughs> So that's, I thought it was pretty Yeah, funny. I didn't know. I went and saw that in the theaters because I'm like, I like this rock guy. I think, I don't know why. He's very charismatic. But I think I like this guy. So I went and saw him. I was hoping he would be the next Arnold because Arnold was like into politics. Jo- so jo- we weren't getting Arnold movies. Joey, I think he eventually became that, but it wasn't when you thought it was. You thought it was going to happen instantly. And I think it happened like 10 years later, but not at the time. Yeah. Um, I think that now, now he kind of is but there's this weird difference with their careers and I'm off on a tangent here before we wrap this up but just bear with me so there's this weird difference between Arnold and The Rock where I think The Rock is a better actor for the most part he's more charismatic than Arnold right um, he has this raw charisma and talent that is so he's so energetic mm-hmm. he's so it's and not, great yeah. and not that Arnold doesn't have pre- Arnold has presence and he has his own form of charisma but The Rock is sure. way more charming and has way more going from him as an actor Um but he's in nothing, almost nothing but terrible movies. And we all just kind of go, well, the movies are terrible, but The Rock is good in them, so whatever. If you like The Rock, see them for The Rock. Arnold was the opposite. Arnold was an actor who shouldn't have worked, but somehow kept being in really good movies and always worked because in the center just, of them. They they wrote for Arnold. like they, They're like, okay, he That's can't true. act very well. Uh, he's pretty stilted, so let's make him an android. <laughs> He's pretty stilted, she says, as her camera's frozen. Or we'll make him a mercenary who just has to be cool, chomp on cigars, and shoot down force. That's true. No, and he has a little touches here or there, but I, I think he, you know, I think, I think he gets underappreciated for the little things that he does in his roles. But um, hey, he's great in Predator. He is. He's even better than Termin- in Terminator. Um, he is. He's phenomenal. I mean, yeah, I, I, it, I do. I, I love him, <laughs> but I think he has more to do in Predator, and. So I what we're what we're saying is with Arnold Schwarzenegger and in, in season three of Big Little Lies. Um, yeah, you're right. Better. <laughs> we'll write a season three for Arnold. <laughs> HBO on it. He's gonna have a fight with Mary. He's gonna do it. I'm right here. Kill me. I'm right here. Kill do me. it. <laughs> Kill me with your passive aggressiveness. <laughs> Oh, and Mary Louise is going to get like a curse on. She's going to be, if she bleeds, we can kill her. <laughs> what the hell are you? <laughs> oh god, now I want this. I want this so bad. I want Arnold in season three. Of- Who would we do the <laughs> high five with though? Oh, Renata, she's a beast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Renata. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> awesome. Alright, we're done. We are done. We are done. Um, Alright, okay, that has been the season finale of Big Little Lies Season 2. Let us know what you think of the finale and, of course, the season as a whole in the comments below. If you would like to support us, you can do that by liking, subscribing, commenting, of course, rating the audio version of the podcast on your your podcast app. Uh, All that stuff helps us out. If you want to support us financially, though, where can they do that, Tara? Why, you could check out our Patreon page, which we've mentioned already. It's patreon.com slash mildfuzztv, and you could donate as low as a dollar per month and you get goodies like i almost said free goodies again <laughs> you get free stuff for your one dollar <laughs> oh commerce and uh <laughs> like our my favorite part of uh, that is the episodes of the ace what my favorite part of that is i'm pretty sure where you made that mistake and said free stuff was on an episode of something else that's not went out yet and probably won't for a couple of weeks <laughs> yeah, i've done that before <laughs> get your free goodies for one dollar oh tara mm. <laughs> But yeah, we uh, post um, videos, extra bonus videos of the Ace for you guys and get Screams After Midnight bonus episodes or Mild Fuzz Mysteries that you do with Connor. Um, 
check it out <laughs> yeah go check it out uh, also i loved how you started that with which we already mentioned i almost got this sense of we already mentioned it why you make me see it because we already talked about it we don't need to do it again mm. <laughs> mm. yeah yeah i'm going to come over and smash your trains in with a baseball bat <laughs> that jason statue has it coming i i did <laughs> i can't quite see it. it's up, it's up there you can see his machete just kind of poking out with the ball um, <laughs> Um, I, I did not lose all your money, nor did I sleep with your nanny. <laughs> so, Well, why don't I have any money then? <laughs> Look at this place. It's empty. You're <laughs> much like Renata. You're like Renata. You're a self-made woman. <laughs> all I have is my damn TV. <laughs> what do you need anything else? Don't take that away from me, dude. It's 2019. <laughs> TV, internet connection. Video game console. That's like you're set. Yeah, yeah. You're set. Um, all right. Uh, that is the big little lies. On the floor. <laughs> the floor. One one day, Tara's going to have a chair, and she's going to be sitting in in a position where you're not looking at the floor behind her, and it's going to be glorious. It's going to be <laughs> glorious. Um, yeah. So good. One day. So that has been the season for I. So thank you once again for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. Uh, the next time Tara will be on a, a new TV review of some kind is unclear at this point because she, she hops on to ones that are interesting. But to be fair, I mean, we said that the first time she did it and there seems to be something before too long every time. Every, every time we'd finish one, there's like something that comes up that's like, oh, okay, yeah, that's, that's a Tara one. Um, yeah. So I don't know what's coming up. I'm not excited about anything. So Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, nothing in the next month I'm aware of but um, there's so a the Twilight Zone except for Twilight Zone which we're doing and she is catching up on Babylon 5 which we're going to be doing um, slowly but surely but um, that said there was a pilot this past month which we kind of ignored that Tara watched and said was quite good and was worth reviewing so had she said that to me when it actually first aired we might have ended up doing that I won't tell you what yeah, it was Euphoria though Euphoria is really great oh, she just told you I wasn't going to tell them because I didn't want them to be upset that they weren't getting reviews or something they could have gotten reviews for um <laughs> <laughs> blame tower for not telling me <laughs> is basically the gist of it yeah. but anyway that is us so thank you once again for watching or listening uh we appreciate it always keep watching tv guys have you got anything that laughs